Good morning. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM and streaming on the net at WSOU.net. I am very pleased to have in our studio today Mr. Kadir Nelson, who is a prolific artist and who recently, uh, it was announced, that he did the artwork for the Michael Jackson album that's coming out on December 12th. And before we get into the interview, I want to say that uh, Kadir Nelson is my nephew, whom I'm very proud of. So just wanted to provide you with that one disclaimer. Kadir, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. So, um, Kadir, you've been painting since you were two, three years old. Tell our audience about how you got started in art and how you've developed over the years. Well, I started drawing. Uh, my mother says I was about three years old. Uh, and it was something that I really liked. I think I was, I showed an unusually strong interest in drawing. Um, I just really loved to do it and also got a lot of uh, compliments from my brother and sisters and my parents. So they gave me more encouragement uh, to, to uh, continue. And I also have an uncle who's an artist and an art uh, teacher who um, took me under his wing uh, at a very young age and, and basically gave me my foundation in art. That's uh, Michael Morris? Right. Known as Major Moore? Major Moore, mm-hmm. Very nice. So mm-hmm. he he uh, taught me how to, uh, he gave me a really strong foundation and gave me plenty of art supplies to work with. And from that point on, I became very serious about doing my work. So I uh, drew every day. I got, uh, ended up getting a scholarship to study art at Pratt Institute and I graduated, and from then I, I've been working ever since. Now, uh, prior to um, you attending Pratt, um, your artwork uh, had been on displayed at uh, different places in the West Coast where you were, you were uh, living in San Diego. Uh, you did a particular piece after the uh, L.A. riots uh, that was very, very prolific. What motivated you to capture the frustration of the moment in that Rodney King piece? I think it was it was really fresh on everyone's mind. It was something new. Um, and uh, it was just in the air, so I wanted to try and um, try something different. I used a different style, and uh, I thought it was a good subject, uh, a fitting subject for me to... Uh, to try to portray. Now we're we're going to get to the the artwork that you you did for the um, Michael Jackson album cover, but what what motivates you to to paint? Um, well, I think what it, I'm I'm really inspired by things that um, that I might read or see or hear. It could be music. It could be something I've read. Um, or I could pass, just see something that is uh, striking that I may want to try to duplicate, whether it's the, the look of it or the feeling of it in my work. I think I'm motivated mostly just, uh, by the fact that I really love what I do, um, and I want to continue to do it and get better and become a, uh, you know, the best artist I can be. Now, you, you've had the opportunity of, of working with uh, Debbie Allen and Steven Spielberg. Can you share with the audience uh, how that all came about and how you worked on the Amistad picture? Um, well, it's kind of a long story, but the, the gist of it is that I was a really good student. I was, I was very diligent. 
uh, student and then I did all my work. And because I was on top of my work, I was uh, given an, an opportunity to intern at the Society of Illustrators in, in uh, New York City. Um, and as a result of doing that internship, it was only for a month, but I made friends with the people at the Society. So they gave me a ticket to one of their shows and uh, I went to the show and showed uh, my new business cards around and gave it to a young lady there. And she called me a week or two later and told me she had a job that she th felt I was uh, very uh, suited to, so or my style was suited to. So she gave me the job, I did the job, um, and uh, the guy was in a pinch who needed the job done. So uh, he wanted to help me, he liked my work and he liked me, so he uh, took a few of my portfolios and shipped them to uh, a, another record company in uh, Los Angeles and the person at the record company saw it and knew about this film that was in the works at DreamWorks which was a brand new production studio and uh, my work ended up in front of them so that happened over the course of maybe five, four or five months or so so by the time I graduated in 96 uh, I had a really great opportunity two weeks after I graduated I got a call from DreamWorks and they said they had this movie that they thought uh, they would like me to try and help them uh, uh, convince Steven Spielberg to direct. And that's, uh, that's pretty much how I got started. And uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, they published your work into a book in regards to the... Um, uh, the art from the film. The art from the film, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. The storyboards, It's a companion yes. book. They weren't... They were... They were more... They're like storyboards, but storyboards are more shot by shot. These are key scenes throughout the movie. Basically, what uh, they wanted me and a number of other artists to do was was to um, uh, show Steven Spielberg what the movie could possibly look like to feed his vision, and to convince him to take the movie on because he was not. He was a bit uh, apprehensive about taking on the movie because uh, he got a lot of flack for directing The Color Purple and not being an African-American handling um, such strong African-American content. So Amistad was uh, along the same lines and he wasn't sure he was the right one for it. And everyone, including especially Debbie Allen, knew that he was the right director for it. So we put all this work together and showed him uh, three acts worth of artwork to show him what this film could look like. And as a result of it, he took on the movie. And then shortly thereafter, I guess, you worked at DreamWorks for a bit. About six months or so after that ended, I ended up... Uh, when I was on Amistad, I was a freelance, so I was there uh, once a week. I'd go drop off my work and have a meeting and go home. Um, and then they offered me a job on the animation side of DreamWorks on a movie called Spirit, where I was there pretty much every day working on the movie, working on the film. So I did that for about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And when you talk about your style, how would you describe your style? Or, or is there such a thing in art? Well, uh, I wouldn't put a label on my style, but I, I would say that my work is always, it's always figurative. It's uh, very emotional, I would say. So I guess I would say that I have an emotional style. 
And um, your art, uh, you study the history. Uh, you paint about history quite a bit. And you, you do your homework. Uh, you have a book called We're the Ship, which mm-hmm. is the history of the Negro Leagues, mm-hmm. in which you're the author as well as the prolific artist in the book. Uh, tell us about that journey for We Are the Ship. Well, when I was in college, I was uh, I got a commission to paint a scene from the Negro Leagues, and not really knowing much about it, I uh, started doing a bit of research and came across the Ken Burns documentary, Baseball, which was on a PBS, and I, I think after reading or, or watching that uh, documentary, I really became interested. It was so well done. It, I, I got hooked on subject, on, on the, his, the history of baseball, and specifically Negro League baseball. Uh, Ken Burns, and uh, he, Ken Burns had found uh, Buck O'Neill, who was a former player manager in Negro Leagues, and Buck was really like the heart and soul of that uh, documentary. Whenever he would come on, it was like the screen would light up because of the charming way that he would tell the story. So I fell in love with Buck and the the history of the Negro Leagues. And uh, that one painting grew into three paintings and then into, uh, you know, twice that many. And then over the period of maybe 12 years, I'd say about 46 or 47 paintings. And uh, 41 of which were, uh, were included in the book. Wow, phenomenal. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with Kadir Nelson, uh, the artist who has recently uh, presented his album cover art for the Michael Jackson album, which is going to be released on December 12th. He is also the, excuse me, December 14th. Um, he is also the author of many children's books, as well as the author of the book, We Are the Ship. So, Kadir, you are working on a book on American history. Uh, what can you, being that it's, it's not published yet, what can you share with us about the book? Well, uh, the title is Heart and Soul, and it's, uh, it's an intimate telling of American history. Um, and it's similar in format to We Are the Ship in that it's, uh, there are words and pictures on every page. It's about 100 pages. Uh, or so of uh, of text and art, mm-hmm. and it'll be published by Harper Collins in, uh, I believe, fall of 2011. Mm-hmm. And what's what's next on your agenda? Uh, well, after that, I'll be working on a book on um, Nelson Mandela picture book biography, which uh, I'll be writing as well. And uh, after that. I'd have to look at my calendar because I only <laughs> think one <laughs> or two books in advance. Uh, tell us about the evolution of how uh, you came to have the opportunity to do the artwork for the Michael Jackson album. Well, uh, several years ago, uh, I'd say maybe around 2000, I did a painting of Marvin Gaye the two paintings of Marvin. One was a, a sitting portrait of Marvin and the other was a, a mural that told his life, uh, the story of his life. It was called The uh, Life of Marvin Gaye. And those two paintings hang in Marvin's old recording studio in Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard. 
it's a private recording studio that um, that uh, was was uh, utilized by sometimes by Michael Jackson and uh, Michael really fell in love with the uh, the mural that I'd done of Marvin and you know unbeknownst to me he would often go to the studio and sit in front of it for for hours and wouldn't record any music he just went to look at the artwork and they would he would call uh, he would have the guy who's running the studio call me to see if I was there um, and I wasn't home and they didn't leave a message so I didn't know they had called and one afternoon I was home and uh, they told me you know Michael Jackson wants to talk to you um, so I, I, you know Michael got on the phone and told me how much he liked the painting and he told me uh, he said well I want one about me and I want it to be bigger um, and uh, I was excited to have the opportunity uh, but I think time kind of got away from us and uh, I ended it uh, the project kind of fizzled away and uh, years later unfortunately Michael had left us and uh, Michael's manager called and said well I still want you to do the painting so uh, I put everything on hold and did the painting and it took about five uh, months of continuous painting and then over, I think, about six, seven months or so, I was constantly tinkering with it. So it was a, it was a, a monumental effort, uh, more so than anything I'd ever done before. Um, and it was always with a premise that it uh, could potentially be used on the album cover of Michael's next album. Awesome, awesome. Kadir, let's switch gears for a second. The arts... In, in the school system, so important. Um, what what do you feel that you have learned as a person through your art? Uh, well, I think the goal is to, with each painting you do, is to try to to uh, to do better than what you had done uh, the painting you had done prior to that. I think that with each painting, you learn more about yourself, what you can do, what you like, uh, what you want to, to achieve. I would paint things that, um, I would paint, the, the figures in my paintings would always be, they would always somehow show an inner strength, a spiritual strength, because that's what I wanted for myself. So I would paint that. Um, someone asked me what, what I'm trying to achieve with my work and I told them it's always a it's it's a search for truth which is I think why I like history so much it's trying to f find out what really happened um, and I think when I figure that out for myself then I think that uh, people who look at the work may be helped in some way to figure out what what or help in some way to find their truth. As a little boy, uh, beginning your your quest to art, um, do, do you feel that it helped to shape your and mold your character? Well, it's I, it's, um, it's how I identify. Uh, it's, it's it's part of my identity is is being an artist. Um, and I think it's 
in some ways it's helped form um, and I think in, and encourage my self-confidence by doing artwork that I liked and that other people liked. Of course, it made me feel good about myself. And I think it's a combination of that, of course, family and, um, and sports, basketball prim- primarily, because I learned you know, through practice that you can get better. And it's the same with, with uh, painting. That's true, because I remember when you first started playing basketball, yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> but but you would always uh, take your basketball, go out on the court, even every if day. you're by yourself every day. Every day. And, uh, you, and then you develop a killer jump shot. Right. Yes, <laughs> very much so. And um, what advice would you give to parents who has a child who is uh, grade school and uh, wants to be involved in art, but maybe the school doesn't offer um, the type of support or classes for art. What, what what advice would you give those parents? Well, I mean, if the kid really likes to draw, um, I don't know if I was. I don't think I was unique. I mean, I did show very strong interest in painting, but my um, I also had. Um, I mean, my mother. She would always give me plenty of paper, which is uh, very important because if you don't have any paper, you can't work. Uh, she always had very supportive words for my uh, for what I was doing, and that gave me a lot of confidence, self confidence. Uh, I mean, if it's possible to maybe if they, uh, if they could, she could take or father, mother or father could take their son or daughter to uh, a school on Saturday, maybe an art school, just to expose them to different medium media and uh just to give them a little bit more instruction because if i hadn't had that instruction from my uncle um i think i would have been stuck in one place but he helped uh push me uh, further i think further ahead than my peers it's it's much of it was because of experience i would i would be further ahead than my classmates because i'd done more and i'd uh, had uh, more formal instruction you know, and, and I think it's important to note that during the summers, uh, when most folks were maybe out uh, working a, a regular uh, job that a 14-year-old would work, whatever it might be in the retail store, uh, or out playing basketball, which of course you did, but uh, you were there steady at your at your easel with your artwork, working on your craft. And I think it's it's important for the young folks to understand that uh, greatness doesn't happen overnight. You, you build on it. And uh, I have to commend you for that because you constantly stayed at that easel working on your craft. I think it was because I liked it. I liked painting. I liked making, making things. I always did, you know, when I was a kid, we would, uh, my brother and I, when we played, we wouldn't, well, we had to create our, uh, the worlds that our toys would live in. And that was more fun to me than actually playing with the toys in that make-believe world, like making their parachutes, making the taking a shoebox and turning it into a ship or a car or something like that. That was more fun to me. Allow me to ask you a very unfair question. What is your best piece in, that you like the most of all your work? I would say my 
my favorite painting is the one that I'm going to do next. To be determined. It always has to be the next one. It has to be your favorite piece. Because otherwise you don't, I don't think you, you do your best work. You don't stretch yourself to your point. Mm-hmm. I've heard someone else say that in regards to... Duke uh, Ellington. Okay. Someone asked him, that's where I got it from. Okay. But it's true. Mm-hmm. So I borrowed Actually, you, you did a book about, a uh, children's book about Duke Ellington. Right. That's how I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell us a little bit about how do you relax? I mean, you know, it seems to me that being an artist, it, it, it seems like it's very zenful, very relaxful, but um, maybe it's very stressful. I don't know. Uh, how do you, how, wh- what do you do to relax? Well, the way, yeah, it's, they're important to be relaxed before you start. So I just, uh, I play Scrabble. <laughs> you play a little Scrabble. I stall. Stalling is really uh, the way for me to uh, to really kind of get in the, the uh, in the zone to start painting. I can't just sit down and go for it because then you're not, your head isn't, in the right place, so it's just really a matter of figuring out how to uh, to get there, and that's that's how I get there. And tell us about your lovely family. You're married to to Kira, and you have uh, two daughters and a son. Tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about your family. That's right. I have a 14 year old daughter, a 10 year old daughter, and a two year old son. And uh, my wife and I have been married for about uh, 14 years. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And um, when are you going to plan to have a show here on the East Coast? Well, the art from We Are the Ship is traveling across the country until the end of 2012. And I'm sure that it comes, it will come somewhere on the East Coast. There's a number of middle Midwest venues. But when it comes to doing a uh, like a, a gallery show, I'm not sure yet. I have to be able to produce the work. Uh, now, most of the work I've been doing has been for uh, you know our books. I do plan to travel the artwork from uh, heart and soul as soon as it's uh, finished. Uh, I should be working on that now, setting that up now. So okay. <laughs> it comes out when the uh, when the book is published. Very nice. Uh, now, I've, I've seen you do work on Frederick Douglass, uh, Angela Davis, um, President Barack Obama, and I guess the sketchbook that you did. Um, are you going to do Nelson Mandela? Um, my next book is on Nelson Mandela. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not know that. Really? Nope. Oh, okay, yeah. No. Um, after I finish Heart and Soul, I've, I'm writing a, it's a. I've actually written a text for for Nelson Mandela, so I I plan to go to South Africa and see it for myself. And if I'm lucky, I'll get to to meet uh, Mr. Mandela while I'm there. So we'll see how that goes. Years ago, I remember there was a rally in the Coliseum in Los Angeles when Nelson Mandela was freed. And uh, we were both there. I was on one side of the stadium, and you were there with your mother mm-hmm. on the other side of the stadium. And you had done, a, a, I think, a portrait of him. I don't know if it was a sketch. It um, was a drawing. We made silk screen prints of it. Yes. Do you still have that? I might have one or two of them. One or two of them. 
And and what is your motivation outside of the obvious? I mean, Nelson Mandela is such a, a large, important figure of our time. What are your personal motivations for um, making him one of your next subjects? I think he has a great story. It always starts with a story. Um, the the book Heart and Soul is told as if told as if it is the story, not a history, but a, it's the story of America. Um, and Nelson Mandela, he had gone through a number of hardships and uh, fought for what he believed was right. Um, and he was uh, he was triumphant in the end, and it's it's a really great story. So I think that uh, kids and parents both will be inspired to uh, to learn more about about his story and how it relates to to them. You know, you you do tell a very very nice story uh, in your books, uh, and uh, I didn't realize you had such writing talent after reading We Are the Ship. So I'm really looking forward to your next one. Oh, thank you. I have a really good editor. Uh, <laughs> she keeps me in line and has really great ideas to um, help uh, bring out uh, bring out my best. You know, I didn't plan to be a writer. I still don't really consider myself a writer. Um, I'm really I'm more of an author out of necessity, um, and I I I give it my best. You know, I, I when in school. I had a, a really good teacher who taught me how to write an essay, um, and um, I think I built on that that skill of writing an essay, and, and, an essay, and then uh, took that and made it into a creative telling of the, the Negro Leagues and, and now the American story. And uh, tell us about the gold medal that you received uh, for the Olympics. I, I believe you had a painting that was. Uh, I think it was either. I think it was the, you know, it wasn't a, a f- an actual medal. It was a certificate. Certificate. Yes. Yes. And I think it was a bronze. I think they gave me the, the bronze. bronze uh, okay. I should know that, but <laughs> it was a certificate, so I didn't. It wasn't actual hardware that I, that I could hold and look at. But uh, I'd done a painting of the American. Um, handball team, team handball, and uh, it uh, ended up, the Sports Academy chose it as their entry for the uh, Olympics, the Olympic sport contest. Right, and that was for which Olympics? Was that for the uh, Korea Olympics or the China or Beijing? It was, actually it was China, Mm -hmm. but they had this ceremony in in, China. in Korea. In Korea, right. Yeah, I, I wasn't able to go. Mm-hmm. It, it it was a schedule conflict between going to the White House or to Korea. So I chose to go to the White House. And, and tell us about the White House experience. Um, is that an annual event that they have where they, invent, they invite authors and, and artists like yourself? It's the National Book Festival, and it was started by uh, the First Lady, Laura Bush, uh, who was a librarian. So she had a, a, a love for books and reading. So she started this uh, contest, uh, um, uh, festival, and they it started out very small, and then it grew into this really big thing. And they would invite um, for eight years, I believe. They would they would invite artists and well, illustrators and authors to the White House uh, and Library Congress for a really big fancy affair. Um, and then you go out uh, to the uh, 
on the mall and sign tons and tons of, uh, of books. Right. Now, going to Washington, D.C., you're no stranger to that uh, because uh, you were actually commissioned to do uh, a, a portrait of Shirley Chisholm, correct? Right, right. I was really fortunate to um, be on the, uh, the short list to uh, the paint a portrait of Shirley Chisholm, the first African-American woman in Congress. Mm-hmm. And uh, fortunately, I was chosen to, to paint it. So it uh, now it hangs in the uh, House of Representatives. That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, Kadir, we are out of time. I, I want to thank you for coming into our studio while you're here in New York to talk about uh, your career and also g- congratulations on the uh, the artwork for the uh, album cover of Michael Jackson's artwork. We want to wish you all the best. Thanks Thanks again for having me. This is Darrell Gunter, your host for Leadership on WSOU 89.5 FM. And for my friends abroad, streaming on the net at WSOU.net. Remember, leadership begins with you. <laughs>